Warden. Are you there? Anybody there? What's up? I'm here. What's up, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. You making any money? I'm trying. I got. I, I'm working like a freaking dog today, man. I got. I got a crew painting this condo over here. Uh, that I'm supervising. It's like my side hustle. Okay. And uh, I just got off a conference call now with another project I'm working on. And now I'm doing this. <laughs> Damn, bro. Hope, hoping that I can uh, turn this into a couple milli. Okay. You know? There you go. Hey. So anyways, I'm you, operating from the car today. Can you hear me? <laughs> That's good. Can uh, y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. <laughs> Shit, how can I get my view? I'm on my phone. How can I get my screen so that there we go? Okay, so I got everybody there. Perfect. Yeah, I got this PowerPoint that I made today. It's good. It, it'll be like a good visual because it's got a lot of stats and stuff on it. Um, and like their their best players and stuff like that. But I just don't know like how to I don't know like how Robbie like screen records it with us on there. Is it something Matt, you should uh Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Is it, something to, is it like something to do with screen share? Do you guys know? I don't. I, I don't think it's that hard, though. I think it's just – I think it's an Apple product, not a Zoom product. You know? I think it would be on your Mac, not not like through Zoom, like uh, screen record. Yeah, I mean, since I'm the host – it automatically screen records everything for me and uh, I get all the audio too, but I want to be able to, I want to be able to throw this, this PowerPoint up so everybody can. Well, screen it. record. He's you're talking about screen recording within zoom. He, what he's doing is minimizing zoom and running that as a separate app. Yeah. And then he PowerPoint. screen records both of it on QuickTime. Is that what he does? He screen records then just his app, you know, just his Apple, uh, his Mac home screen. So whatever's on there would be recorded. So how does he get us, like, uh, how does he get all three of us on the right when he does that? Well, that's a good point. Like right now, what I'm seeing is a triangle. Is that what you guys are seeing? I am, um, uh. All I can see is like you, you guys. Stevie's going. Yeah. There he is. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I see, yeah. but, but what I mean is like I'm in the top right corner right now. Matt, mm -hmm. you're in my left corner and yep. Stevie's below us in both. Yeah. Robbie somehow gets it, gets all three of us lined up on the right. So it must be something to do with like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's easy. That's easy. At the top, at the, like the top, there's probably like a, I'm on my phone right now, so I, I can't it, like you have to change your view. It, it should be in the top bar of Zoom. Um, some sort of drop down menu that should add that should allow you to, to view all uh, screens. 
And that could be above your head, actually, Brad, on your screen. There's like a drop-down menu. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm clicking on it, but I don't have the option. For, for whatever reason, I don't have the option to, to get us in a, a three-way line. No, it's on there. I'm telling you, it's it's like show all participants. I think is what it's called. So maybe maybe at the bottom, uh, is there a is there a tab that says participants? There is, yeah. Click on that and see if it says show all. I will. Well, let me see what I got here. Of course, the one fucking time I'm, I'm not on my computer. Yeah, I mean, I'll get it figured out. I mean, I, I can screen record. It's just not going to look as good as Rob does. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have to minimize it down a little bit. It's no big deal. <laughs> the mask figure. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good, dude. Yeah, like I got, I got mine here that, you know, on my phone, it's. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I use the app also. That's the other problem. I use the app. It might be totally different. Well, well, then just try to scroll to the right. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, you got here it. We go. There you go. I got it on my end now. OK, this is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Pills are good. <laughs> are you guys bothered that I'm in the car? Does that matter? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I really do not care, man. I got this guy. I'm like looking at him in binoculars right now. He's working in this condo for me. He's out there in that, in that high rise. <laughs> uh, look, I got some games I really like this week. I mean, these were kind of like easy, easy picks for me. I mean, uh, I hope you're not on the other side of me. I mean, I, I could see the first game going either way, I guess. Um, that Texas-Oklahoma game, but yeah, these other ones, man, I, I feel pretty pretty confident. Hey, uh, did yeah. you turn your video off, Matt? Uh, yeah, I just looked at some on DraftKings real quick. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I, I think be. I can you get should, this uh, thing here. I think I can get this like, thing cooking here in one second. You should like introduce him and he should like slide in with the mask on. No, I'm going to be like, look, I'm going to be like, look, we took a week off. We had to make some adjustments. We're back though. And we've got the mask picker with us. You know, that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to start. I like that. I like that. You know, let me see if I can quick time this. Did, 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 did Rob take down the first two episodes? Nah, but we will. Anybody that watched the first two is not going to like, this is not going to, you know, you, he went four and one in the first week and, and people weren't beating down the door to listen to it the next week. You no, know you I mean? just don't so. want, you don't want anybody. 
you don't want anybody to be able to, you know, two months from now to be like, oh, the mask bigger. It's this guy. <laughs> Sounds exactly the same as the guy from the first episode. <laughs> you know? We don't care if people know. We just can't give them up for sure. You know, we got to keep them guessing. Who cares? Right. 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 Guess. I actually switched last second to my picks the, when I actually did research. Oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Baker Mayfield has a partially torn laborman? Yeah. And it's still under a field goal. Well, they're saying it doesn't matter, but, you know. Listen, man, I got down on Saturday. Um, I mean, a decent amount. Like, I had a horrible Saturday, right? And a good Thursday. So, Sunday, I just laid fucking wood on Tampa Bay, Chargers, and someone else money line and, like, won it all back plus some. It was was pretty amazing. Like, love the Chargers. They smashed. Um, They're good, man. They're a good team. that, that coach is tremendous, man. I'm probably going to end this. Drive directly over to the bar across the bridge here. Shog as many as I can in like five minutes and then go. Then I got to this condo and- Make sure this guy's finishing his fucking work. Oh man, are you like get the hell out of here? Are you like uh, busted right now on this, or what? Can you you got time to do this? Or yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I told him I had to go get a couple gallons of paint. Nice. I just don't know what I did with the uh, with the Bones Brothers open, but other than that, I think we're ready to go. Um, you guys want me to share the screen with you also? Like, can, you, can you see it okay? Or I'm on my I, phone, so I, I don't, you know, it's I, not necessary for me. Yeah, I can't see it. Let me see if I can share it with you real quick. Yeah, the only thing that'll be recording, I think, is the uh, is what's in the the clear box here that we have. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I can see it. The only thing that's going to be recording, though, is like the, the clear box. At okay. least that's, that's what I have quick time going as. We'll see how that works. I might have to use the whole thing. I'll crop it down, though. Whatever. We'll figure it out. It's, it's super small, but yeah, it works. <laughs> All right, we ready to go? Let's do it. Let me just do this real quick. See if you can hear this. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Coming down in three, two, and. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. That's why we count it down. That's why we count it down right there. Okay, here we go. Coming down in three, two. (laughs) 
Jesus, yeah. Brad. <laughs> Off to a bad start. Uh, I'm trying to produce this and do this also. It's going to be it's going to be an adventure today. Okay, we're going to try this one more time. Coming down in three, two. This is the Nickel Package Podcast. So we had to take a week off last week and try and revamp things. We are coming back with only one man from the original Nickel Package podcast. It's Wild Man joining us in the car from Florida right now. What are you doing? You going somewhere? You, 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 what are you up to? Staying busy, taking advantage of the uh, temps down here. We're hanging by the beach here in St. Petersburg, living it up. Getting ready for a great weekend. And we lost our other two gentlemen, but we are bringing in a brand new man to the venture here, the Nickel Package Podcast. It's going to welcome the masked picker. The masked man will be with us every single week. He'll be offering his take on the five games. How are you doing today, masked picker? Feeling good. Got some great picks. Ready to bust them out. A lot, of, a lot of people... Um, I think you're going to be anxious to hear what you say uh, in a get up like that. And, you know, with Halloween coming also, there's a lot of pressure on you to, I feel like, keep producing maybe mask after mask. We will find out. Picker, we want to get your picks, though, on these five games right here. They are Oklahoma at Texas. We're going to talk about that one. We've got Penn State at Iowa, perhaps the biggest game of the year so far uh, in the Big Ten, certainly, if not the entire country. Notre Dame visiting Virginia Tech in an interesting game. And then we got two NFL games for you. Also, the Broncos taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh and the Browns visiting the Chargers in Los Angeles. So let's start with with I mean, it's a huge rivalry week, really, in, in all of college sports. But let's start with the old Red River rivalry. You see that we have Texas and Oklahoma uh, on the screen for you guys right now. Texas leads the overall series 62 to 47. They've tied five times. That's pretty weird. If you remember back in the uh, 80s and, and certainly before that, they were uh, playing to ties. They wouldn't have overtime. But this is an interesting game this year because Oklahoma has really not looked that sharp. Uh, the public seems to be on Oklahoma. Texas is actually pretty hot right now, if you're asking me, mask man. And, uh, you know, you can see some of the statistics right there. The big statistic, of course, is... Uh, the line in this game, it is three right now for uh, Texas. So who you got in this first game? Yeah, started off three and a half. It's gone down to three. Sarkeesian wants to make a statement here. Oklahoma's playing too flat in 2021. Texas is 10th in rushing in the nation, so they're going to try to keep that high-powered Oklahoma offense off the field. Um, I think, you know, Texas comes in not – uh, a little, you know, on the secret, while uh, Oklahoma, we know what they do year in and year out. Listen to what Oklahoma's done this year. They beat Tulane by five. They beat Western Carolina. They beat Nebraska by seven. WU overrated by three. And then they beat Kansas State by six. So, so I mean, no real competition. I like what Texas is doing. I think they're going to play keep away. And last thing I got is they beat – Texas beat Texas Tech by 35. Texas Tech beats WU. W should have beaten Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Give me Texas, and I kind of like the money line on this one. Give me Texas straight up. We should also mention in this one that uh, this is being played at the old Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. It shouldn't matter much. I mean, you know, when Texas plays anywhere, they, they could take them anywhere in Texas. They're going to be the big show in town. But, Wildman, does that concern you at all? And, and Texas is putting up a lot of points 
Oklahoma isn't scoring very much either. They've underachieved here. So who, who you got in this one? I'm going to join the masked picker. I'm on Texas as well. You know, you want to talk about quarterback play. You know, Rattler's the guy who's getting all the attention. However, uh, uh, Thompson for Texas is 3-0 and since being named the starter. Sarkeesian's always been an offensive-minded guy. Uh, I do agree with the notion that they're going to run the ball behind uh, Bijan uh, Robinson, who I like to call Mustard, Bijan Mustard. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's throwing up great numbers. Texas runs the ball very, very well. This, uh, you know, Robinson's a, a Heisman candidate. They have another handful of players that have ru- are rushing for five yards per carry who have scored touchdowns this year. And I think that, you know, when you talk about running the ball and you talk about time clock management, uh, that always leads to the under as well. And this number is up there, you know, nine touchdowns, 10 touchdowns to cover the over. I don't think so. Well, you took the average points. You can see it right there on the screen right now. Texas is averaging 44 points a game. Oklahoma is averaging 39. So, you know, 75 combined uh, or thereabouts, uh, you know, prior to the game. 63 and a half is the over under. Wildman likes the under and Texas. The mask picker uh, likes Texas. That's awesome. Let's keep it going right now. Uh, with Penn State at Iowa. What an interesting game this is. Public seems to be on Iowa right now because Iowa's red hot, quite honestly. They're they're not only uh, winning games, they're winning some really gritty games in, in, in gritty ways. So if you look at these spreads here, we've got Iowa hosting the game. They are favored by a point and a half. The over-under is at 41. Obviously, that we're, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon. That has the potential to move uh, here or there, but these are another two teams, mass man, that put up a lot of points per game. Iowa's averaging 33, Penn State's averaging 30. Something's got to give in this one. Who you like? I like the under here. I mean, I'm not an over under guy, but the more I looked into this, you got two amazing defenses. That's obvious off the bat. But Iowa, although exploded against Maryland, I, I just think Maryland's not that good of a team. This is Iowa's Super Bowl. The rest of the season, the, the best team they're going to play the rest of the way is Wisconsin. Meanwhile, Penn State's got Ohio State and Michigan State. But, again, I was going to play ball control at home, try kicks and field goals. I love the under and, and two stats here. I was 4-0 uh, on the under in their last games when they scored over 40 points, which they just did against Maryland. And they're also – and then Penn State is 4-0 on their last four road games under. So, I mean, love those stats. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call right there, the under on that one. Um Wild man, I think you got a take on the over-under in this game as well, but what's what's the actual outcome of this game going to be? Iowa beat Iowa State in what was a pretty defensive game, if you will. I don't think there was a whole lot of points scored in that one. I have a feeling this is going to be the same way. You could see this one ending at like 17-16 or, or, or 20-10 to 10 or something like that. Who are you liking this one? Yeah, the Big Ten has, has pride, you know, prided itself on these sort of slog – fest type of games Penn State Iowa is exhibit a you know there was a game they played a couple of years ago 6-4 I think midway through the third quarter 6-4 it's like almost an impossible score to get to so you know it's sort of like Iowa's line uh Iowa's tight end you Penn State's linebacker you the, the flips have kind of script this year uh, excuse me the scripts has kind of flipped this year Penn State's throwing the ball and I think Iowa has a sneaky good defense. I mean, I don't know how sneaky good they are being in the top five in the country, um, but I expect a low-scoring game. I expect a lot of running. I expect a lot of de- defensive plays to be made. 
Um, so, you know, 41 in college, you got to have guts to take the under 41 in a college game with the clock rules and all those things. I do think it goes under. And I think this one and a half is a really interesting line, too, because 17-16 was the first score that came into my mind, too. But in a game that is this tight, this close, I'm always going to lean the home team here, and I think Iowa gets it done. Yeah, I, I love what the masked man said also because this is the Super Bowl. All they got to do is get through Penn State, and uh, they'll be in really good shape. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, we have Notre Dame visiting Virginia Tech. Uh, Notre Dame is a one-point underdog in this game. Obviously, Lane Stadium's a very difficult place to play, but we'll let Wildman lead off with this one. Who you like in this one? Notre Dame, you know, coming off a tough loss to Cincinnati, they usually don't lose two in a row. I, I, I am interested to hear what you have to say about this one. Yeah, we're on Virginia Tech on my side of the coin here, uh, and the reason being is because of the location of the game being in Blacksburg. We've talked about it before. A uh, really tough place to get to physically and a really tough place to play physically. Uh, it's a defense. It's allowing 15 points per game this season and went up not against a bunch of chumps, man. They played North Carolina, who's hanging 60 on everybody, and they held them to under two scores. So uh, Virginia Tech's defense is tough. Look, you can give you can give Brian Kelly and Notre Dame a lot of credit for for dismantling Wisconsin the way they did, but I think we know now that Wisconsin was a little overrated going into that game, and they're not the top tier of the Big Ten. So what does Brian Kelly do then? Takes a team to Cincinnati, brings Cincinnati into South Bend, you know, lowly Cincinnati, right? Who I think is a good team, but if you're Notre Dame, if you're Brian Kelly, you have to win that game, and they didn't, and they got beat pretty handily. I think Notre Dame is smoking mirrors, and I think that Virginia Tech defense is going to eat them alive. I like Virginia Tech big, big in this game by seven or ten points. The mask picker, do you agree with that? Is Virginia Tech for real? I actually went into this game saying, man, look at this line. Virginia Tech at home, night game. Cr- rowd, the crowd is rowdy. Defense is amazing. Notre Dame still hasn't picked their starting quarterback. And they just got off two tough games in Wisconsin, Cincinnati, back-to-back. But I look at the line, and then I looked at who Virginia Tech has played besides UNC, Middle Tennessee State, W, and Richmond, and they just beat Richmond 21-10 to at home. Maybe a little look-ahead game, I get that. But you know what? Something tells me, oppo pick here, I'm going Notre Dame. This is going to be the best defense that Virginia Tech has faced all year for their offense. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle and something telling me the luck of the Irish is going to get it done. So a little bit of an off-road take here. I'm going Notre Dame. Yeah, crossfire on that one because uh, Notre Dame is formidable, I feel like, coming off a big loss. They're scoring 31 points a game also. Virginia Tech uh, struggled with West Virginia on the road, and, and that's our local team, guys. And we know if you were using that as a measuring stick, WVU's got a long way to go before they become any type of contender. And Virginia Tech was handled pretty thoroughly uh, even though it came down to the last play of the game, the whole game they were handled pretty thoroughly. So it's going to be an interesting one. Two fantastic football games uh, when you consider Notre Dame at Virginia Tech and the one we just talked about, Penn State at Iowa. It's going to be a great weekend of college football. We move into the NFL. Uh, Denver, a surprise team right now, tied for the lead in the AFC West. Pittsburgh 
uh, just falling further and further behind in the AFC North. It's a must win for Pittsburgh. They're at home. The line in this one started as Pittsburgh being the favorite by a point. And I just want to throw up the injury report here because you look at uh, Denver Broncos, they have some, some serious losses here. They have, you know, Judy, who's, who's was a fantastic player before he went on IR. Teddy Bridgewater is obviously somebody you have to worry about. He's your starting quarterback. But when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, injury report, we know they've been having problems all year. But you look at the top five problems they have right now. Cam Hayward, leader of the defense, arguably the best player on it. Trey Turner, important part of the offensive line. Chase Claypool, one of their go-to wide receivers. Ben Roethlisberger, the freaking quarterback. Juju Smith-Schuster, the other go-to wide receiver. This is a banged-up Pittsburgh team. Mask picker. We're local guys to the Mountaineers. Uh, and, you know, Wildman and I are from Pittsburgh. We're, we're local guys, homers sometimes of the Steelers. But I don't see how they pull this one off at home. Edge, you made all my points for me. I mean, this is this is must-win game for the Steelers. They're one and three. I mean, Big Ben's being called out on every social media platform I see. He's, he's, he's over the hill. I like Mike Tomlin. I like Steelers at home. I like this defense getting back to it. Now, the key for me is if I knew Drew Locke was the quarterback, it's, it's all day. I, I might raise my bet up a little bit. With Teddy Bridgewater kind of still in the mix, Broncos got a great defense. They're going to bring it. Melvin Gordon's banged up. But, again, if you believe in Ben Roethlisberger, you take the Steelers. I'm asking Ben one more game. Give it to me, Steelers. Wild man. You're a Pittsburgh guy. Do you believe in Ben Roethlisberger? They're scoring 16 points a game. They can't move the ball at all. Again, Denver coming off a loss. They're a surprise team in a really competitive division. You know, this is as much of a must. It's not a must win, obviously, but this is a huge opportunity for them. Can they seize it? I don't think Pittsburgh can seize it. No, I think it's Denver here. I, you know, I always look at NFL lines and I, and I look at the ones that stick out like sore thumbs because ordinarily you would say, come on, West Coast team coming in to play an afternoon game uh, in the East Coast against a storied franchise like this. Oh, it's in the lines one. It's got to be Pittsburgh, right? But look, you guys have both nailed on a lot of points. I mean, look, if you, if you don't have a quarterback, which the Steelers don't, guys, he's immobile. Four touchdowns, four picks through four weeks. Uh, you know, just doesn't seem to have zip on his throws. Even Coach Mike Tomlin said Ben's mobility is something we can't even discuss because there's no coming back from his immobility. It's gone, right? He is a he's a tree trunk back there. Now, um, you know, if you don't have an offensive line that can block and you don't have a quarterback that can throw, well, you better be going against a pretty bad defense, right? You better not be welcoming in the number two scoring defense in the NFL uh, in a team that can get to the quarterback. So I think it's going to be a low scoring game, despite who who the Broncos put at quarterback. Uh, I just don't think Pittsburgh as decimated as they are on the defensive line. Uh, you know, Joe Hayden, seemed, his uh, best day seemed to be behind him. And just that offensive line being so inexperienced and all the injuries they have on both sides of the ball. Um, it seems like there's a lot of cons on Pittsburgh's list this week. I'm going Denver here, 17-13. Yeah, and if Cam Hayward is out, one thing you should consider, if Cam Hayward's out, this is a team that's allowing 100 yards on the ground to the opposition. They're, they're giving up 100 yards every single game. So 
Uh, they that that once stalwart defense that everybody thought was going to be the next, uh, you know, the next big thing after week one in Buffalo has fizzled out and their offense is having a hard time scoring as well. This will be an interesting game on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Final game we're going to talk about on the nickel is Cleveland visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, maybe you call these two teams uh, surprises. Nothing surprising about the way Cleveland is winning right now. I guess you could say, argue it is because they're not playing that great. Uh, but they are winning some ugly games. But Chubb's been the guy there, no doubt about it. Hunt has been an incredible addition there. It seems like when Baker's able to get the ball out of his hands, Cleveland seems to be doing a little better. And his opposition in this one, Herbert, is you know vying right now to maybe be one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So, Wildman, we'll start with you. Since you are all the way across the country in Tampa Bay and Tom Brady country, uh, what do you think is going to happen in Los Angeles all the way across the, the, the country when Cleveland visits the Chargers? Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think you're looking at the L.A. Chargers, and I think when you're looking at them, you're looking at the AFC West champs this year. I think they're going to beat Kansas City, and I think they're one of the best teams in the AFC, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. The reason why is because they're play calling on both sides of the ball, but obviously it's their quarterback. Justin Herbert. He's a difference maker, guys. How about this? 19 career games played, 40 touchdown passes. 19 games played. As a rookie, coming in as a rookie last year. Three to one TD to INT ratio. And man, they're sneaky talented. You know, you see Mike Williams out there, the receiver for, for LA, finally healthy, maybe for the first time in his career. It looks like you're looking at Calvin Johnson, Megatron out there, man. That's a big boy. And his stats are backing it up right now. So if Herbert can get the ball high to Williams, they're going to have a hard time defending him. On the other hand, you got Baker Mayfield, who's almost the antithesis of Justin Herbert, coming in with a one-and-a-half-to-one TD to INT ratio and a much larger sample size. Uh, but, look, he's coming in with a torn labrum we talked about. Doesn't seem to be affecting his throwing shoulder. That's good because I'm not sure how much worse he can throw the ball. He only has two touchdown passes through four games. Uh, but let's talk about the positives for Cleveland briefly. Running the ball, right? Chubb, Kareem Hunt, good offensive line. That's an antiquated notion in today's NFL. That's yesterday's NFL, running the ball. You know, you're going to have to score points to keep up. And to me, they haven't proven they can do it. Uh, really strong defensive line, but I like L.A. here by a touchdown. Yeah, you know, if I have to pick, today mask picker between Herbert and Mayfield to start my franchise they're both right around the same age I'm taking Herbert not just because he's one year younger uh it's because he can zip the ball down the field they can score a lot of points for an NFL team they give up a lot of points I guess also but I don't think Cleveland can keep up with them in a track meet how do you feel about that well you hit on the nose in the I'm taking the Chargers it's my bet of the week I mean I think I'm getting a better quarterback getting the better coach, getting better wide receiver play. And I think the better defense, personally. Like Wildman said, Baker Mayfield's banged up. He plays terrible against pressure, and the Chargers bring the fourth most pressure in the NFL. Okay? Interesting stat on the Chargers defense. Every opponent they played this year, that team, that opponent has scored the least amount of points this year. Chargers defense is great at home. They're fired up. Again, I love this coach. I love Herbert. Everything about him. Give me a Chargers. Wild man, any, uh, anything you want to say to, to, to close that out? No, I mean, I think, I think you know, 
we don't need to belabor the point, guys. I mean, if Mayfield's not on, you know, Capital One, what's in your wallet commercials, do we even know who he is? He's an average quarterback. I mean, it's that simple. And the NFL in 2021 uh, is based purely on quarterback play because that's the only thing that can consistently win games. Um, You know, he's going to win some games in his career. He already has. I just don't think this is going to be one of them. All right, so Masked Picker is taking Texas. He's taking the under in Iowa-Penn State. He's taking Notre Dame. You're taking Pittsburgh at home. And here you've got the Chargers at home and what he is calling his bet of the week. I wanted to get those out of the way there for our uh, SoundCloud listeners uh, before I threw up the video cast here because I didn't switch the slide here earlier, mask picker. I'm sorry. So I still have you with Virginia Tech on the on the PowerPoint, but he's with Notre Dame in that one. We do have Wildman taking Texas. He's also taking Iowa at home. He's going to take Virginia Tech at home. He's going to take the Broncos on the road, and they uh, are both, as we said, taking the Chargers. You see a few bonus bets in there from Wildman also. He likes the under in the Red River shootout, the Red uh, River rivalry, I should say. The under 63.5 over under. Uh, he likes the under in the Iowa game, which is down to 40 right now. It says 40.5 on the screen, but it's down at 40 right now, according to DraftKings. And then the Chargers and the Browns is actually a pretty interesting over under. And Wildman loves unders in the NFL, but you're actually taking the over in this Chargers-Cleveland game. What's that all about? Well, I mean, again, I just think – I think. LA can put 30 on the board and I, and I think Cleveland is, is good enough to force a turnover, maybe have a, uh, an opportunity, you know, at, at a quick score. You know, I, I don't think it's going to soar over if I, it, I would put less than a unit on that bet as I would put less than a unit on uh, Iowa Penn state nice. under because, because man, you just have to have cojones man to take it under 40 in in any league really. It's everybody's favorite word in uh, the gambling world. That is units, especially when they are when they are positive units. So we got some Bones Brothers bonus bets here today. We're going to start with the mask picker in what I would call a wild eight leg parlay. You like the Bucker, uh, the Buccaneers money line, the Vikings money line, the Chargers. Of course, we just talked about Josh Allen to throw over three hundred and three. And a half yards. Tony Pollard over 41 and a half rushing yards. Darnell Mooney over 49 and a half rushing yards. Dallas Godard, who's been awesome right now for the Eagles to uh, get over two and a half receptions. And then AJ Dillon, this is a great bet over 41 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined. So, how'd you come up with this? And what's your favorite bet besides the Chargers out of this eight legger? You know, my favorite also might be Darnell Mooney. I think he's the new number one wide receiver uh, in Chicago with Justin Fields. He, he goes deep all the time. He had five receptions for 125 yards last week. I really think he might overtake Allen Robinson. And for those playing fancy football, that's your keeper next year, Darnell Mooney. Allen Robinson's a free agent. I put 25 bucks on this to win 1,402 bucks. It's worth it, man. Love the the pick straight out with the teams, but the, the sides. I mean, Josh Allen's going to chuck that ball against the Chiefs. Chiefs are a pass funnel. I think Tony Pollard and A.J. Dillon might uh, run out those games uh, with them having the lead. I love this parlay. Yeah, it's a good parlay. There's some interesting props on there. Wildman, your over of the week 
this week is the Bulldogs, who look like they could be uh, re- they could replace the Jacksonville Jaguars right now in the NFL as bad as they're playing and as good as Georgia looks. Why do you like the Georgia over, which is only 30 and a half points? Team total, to be exact. Georgia to score over 30 and a half. Uh, look, I've been pounding this every week, guys. It's cash money in the bank. They've been covering this thing in the first half last couple of weeks. And, and ironically, it's not because of the offense. It's because their defense is so tough, just, just packed solid with NFL prospects. So they're going to force a lot of turnovers, uh, provide the offense with a lot of short fields and opportunities to score quickly, maybe even add a touchdown of their own from the defensive side. So due to their defense being so, so tough, uh, we're going to pound over 30 and a half here. And I'll bet you you're sitting there with 24 to 28 points at half. It's going to be darn good. another great college football game. Georgia visits Auburn. Auburn ranked 18th right now, four and one. Um, but the thing you got to love about Georgia, as you do any great college football team, is that their defense scores almost every single game. And their defense is capable of scoring and turning the, the script immediately and pouring it on immediately as well. So team total, I like it. We'll take the over and Georgia with the team total at 30 and a half points at Auburn. One more game before we get out of here. We'll call it a bonus bet because we are local guys. We talked about it. A reeling Mountaineer football team right now coming off a tough home loss homecoming weekend against Texas Tech. They are on the road at Baylor who seems to be, I don't know, revitalized in the 2021 season. Certainly on the basketball court they were, and they're taking some of that momentum over on the football field right now. The Mountaineers are on the road. They are getting two and a half points. Can they keep it within a field goal, masked kicker? Going with the over here of 44 and a half. Neil Brown is under extreme pressure from the media and the fans, especially with the quarterback play. So I really think, I think to myself, is W going to score 20 some points easily? Baylor's probably going to beat us. They're going to score 20 plus points. Let's go with the over. The side bet, I have no idea what W team's going to come out. Baylor's, Baylor's probably obviously better at home. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything like that. Let's just go with the over. 44 and a half is the over under. Uh, wild man, where do you fall on this one? I mean, they, they did, don't forget, I think the first year, the second year WVU was in the Big 12, they beat Baylor 70 to 63. These teams score a ton of points when they play each other. I don't think this is going to be a 16-13 come down to the last second kick. I think we got maybe potential for overtime, quite honestly, with a two-and-a-half point spread. And that's what you love if you're betting the over. So, Wildman, where are you at on this one? You know what? You know what a majority of those players are doing right now that played in that 70-63 game? They're driving Uber. Okay? (laughs) It's a different crowd. You you talk about Brown having pressure on them. Unfortunately – uh, that pressure doesn't change your roster, and it just doesn't change the fact that you're going down to Waco. Uh, I think Baylor easily wins the game, and under a field goal, you know, you can look at that as, as sort of a zero spread. Uh, it's a one-score game, you know. I, I just – I can't see West Virginia after that heartbreak in Oklahoma um, and after losing a game they need to win at home uh, last week that, that they're going to come out with anything different, I, I think they're going it, to, it's going to be a letdown. And I think the over could get there. I, I think Baylor is going to win it by two touchdowns. Interesting. 
Um, any other games? We call it the nickel, obviously, uh, mask picker, but uh, we can throw a few out here at the end if you'd like to. Anything else catching your eye this week? Probably Michigan State. Um, that, that's under a touchdown. I, I, I like Michigan State. Um, and, uh, I mean, again, I, I'll probably be doing some type of teaser this weekend, probably throw Vikings on it, Vikings at home versus the Lions. Lions are just a terrible team. Um, probably do something like that. Yeah, the Lions do stink. There's no doubt about it. You seem to be more of an NFL guy also, Wild Man, being that you are a Pittsburgh guy and down there, uh, you know, probably worshiping Tom Brady with every other person in Tampa Bay. But um, any NFL games you like this week that we didn't talk about? Yeah, let's look at tonight, Thursday night. Uh, uh, Rams visiting Seattle as a favorite, road favorite. Are we re- are we really ready to anoint Matthew Stafford as king of the world because he won three football games with a great defense, arguably the best player that's ever laced him up on the defensive side in Aaron Donald? Uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit on L.A. They're going to a really tough place to play, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL as road favorites. I'm betting on a guy who's got a, a Super Bowl ring. We'll take uh, Seattle money line tonight. 16-13 Hawks win it. Just real quick, um, if I was going to take any of the, the nickel games that we talked about, I think Notre Dame is my pick of the week. Even though they're on the road at Blacksburg, it's a huge game for them. I don't think they can lose it. And even though their um, quarterback situation might be a little shaky, I think on the road there. I, I also, I'm not going to lie, I like kind of like Penn State to win at Iowa as well. Uh, you know, college teams seem to melt down. Uh, I don't want to say melt down, but they seem to lose more often in huge moments. And the underdog is usually able to prevail when everything in front of them, you know, means a, a championship run. This is the biggest moment. I don't know if they're going to react well. And I think Penn State travels well. They could possibly win also. All right. Masked Picker, we appreciate you so much for being here. Thank you for not uh, abandoning us like Aloysius and, and Bones DK. Bones DK is off in the Pacific Northwest right now, enjoying some of that Bones DK money that he got this uh, this year. But um, we appreciate you being here, Mask Man. Yeah, anytime. Have me back next week. And TW Man 66, if you were a smart person, you would probably bet the opposite on most of what he said today. But we appreciate you joining us, and I appreciate you not abandoning the Nickel Package podcast. Thanks for being with us, man. Thanks for having me. Follow me, Golf Guy WV. We are at 99 rounds right now, guys. One more to play. We're going to get it in on Sunday before midnight. And uh, even though it's not necessarily the over, because it would be a push, I guess, at the casino, this counts as the over. We made our goal and uh, we'll get to 100 and there's going to be a celebration. We'll have a little something on social media also. So make sure you're checking out Golf Guy WV. For the mask picker for TW Man 66, my name is Edge. Thanks so much for joining us on the new edition of the Nickel Package Podcast. Good luck this weekend. All right, boys. That's that. Nice. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it went pretty good. I thought it went pretty good. We'll have to see how how uh, how it looks ultimately, and what the audio I, quality was like on the. I'll on tell the you what, guys. Time, but. I would be stunned, and this is just—it's just interesting, isn't it? I'd be stunned if Notre Dame wins this game in Blacksburg. Stunned. Well, I tell you, I came in like I'm picking Virginia Tech, and like the more I just looked at everything. 
I'm just like, you know what, man, for that line to just be that small, you know, maybe if it went up to like three or something, I'd feel more comfortable with Virginia Tech. But I don't know, man. Some tell me Notre Dame's been pulling out. Yeah, but I want to ask you this question. Do you think that uh, – see, I think that line is designed to get Notre Dame money. Like, if, if 